Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Live streaming provided by Alpha Geek Radio and Alpha Geek Video. Visit tunein.alphageekradio.com to learn more. Finally, Friday is being brought to you this week by Major Spoilers VIPs from around the country, if you are, not even just around the country, around the world. People from all over the place. You name the country, there's probably somebody who is a VIP from there. We would love for you to join the ranks of your fellow countrymen by heading over to members.majorspoilers.com and signing up today. I will get these buttons figured out one of these days. Some weird stuff going on. Hello, everyone. And happy birthday, Kansas. Kansas is 155 years old today. And though the Harvesters never made it into their own series, yet... We're glad that you're joining us today for Finally Friday. Uh, before we get into the bulk of the show with your phone calls and our guest, Ashley Victoria Robinson, again this week, why don't we hit some news? <laughs> We've been talking Star Wars so much these last couple of months, it's time to give Star Trek some love. CBS and Reed Pop have announced it's launching a Star Trek uh, convention in New York City for 2016. The three-day event will be filled with interactive exhibits, exclusive merchandise, celebrity guests, panels, and screenings as part of the franchise's 50th anniversary. Star Trek Mission New York will take place September 2nd through the 4th at the Javits Center in Manhattan. If you want to get in on this action, you need to head over to StarTrekMissions.com, StarTrekMissions.com, for more. Batman Bad Blood just landed in our laps this week. And we already know what Warner Brothers Animation and DC Entertainment have in store for us next. It's Justice League versus the Teen Titans. What do we know about the movie? Well, Damien screws up a Justice League mission and Batman forces him to go and train with the Teen Titans. While there, Raven's father Trigon escapes and infiltrates the minds of the Justice League, leaving the Teen Titans to save the day and take down their mentors. We also knew who's going to be the voice actors for this movie. Jason O'Mara... Uh, returns as Batman, Jerry O'Connell as Superman, Rosario Dawson as Wonder Woman, Shermer Moore as Cyborg, Christopher Gorham as The Flash, Sean Mayer returns as Nightwing, Stuart Allen as Robin, Tasia Formiga as Raven, Jake T. Austin as Blue Beetle, Brandon Suhu as Beast Boy, Kari Walgren as Starfire, and John Bernthal as Trigon. Justice League vs. the Teen Titans arrives on April 12th on Blu-ray, but if you're like me and you want it early, you can get it through various digital formats on March 29th. Here's a first for LEGO, the first minifigure in a wheelchair. Over the years, LEGO has come under fire by groups who want better or more representation in its toys. The Toys Like Me organization, which campaigns to include disabled figures in toy releases, did petition LEGO to include disabled figures, and it looks like the company is listening. The Fun in the Park set, which will arrive in stores this year, was spotted at the Nuremberg Toy Fair, and it looks to be the first set to include a minifigure in a wheelchair. 
The Funland Park set will retail for around $40 in the United States. I'm going to pick it up because uh, we need more regular minifigures in our house. And second, I'm hoping that a lot of people purchasing this set will encourage LEGO to include other figures like this in their sets in the future. In related toy news, hooray for Barbie. Barbie saw a massive change in body types this week as Mattel unveiled new body types for the iconic toy. Barbie dolls will now come in tall, petite, and curvy versions. This follows the toy manufacturer's addition of new skin tones and hair textures in 2015. The new Barbie dolls are on sale now via Barbie.com and will appear in stores later this year. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a look at your news for this week. Why don't we go ahead and introduce our guest? Oh, let's see. Let me flip the right button here. Ashley Victoria Robinson joins us again this week. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, you're sounding a little scratchy. Let me let me uh, let me try something here. I don't know if this is a issue on our end or a USB issue on your end. Try that. How about now? Still a little scratchy. Can you unplug your USB and plug it back in? We have this problem. Some, there you go. Now you sound perfect. We actually have this problem a lot. <laughs> and I think people who use Skype uh, calls and record their Skype calls have probably encountered this uh, occasionally. If suddenly the person on the other end sounds like they're turning into a robot or turning all, all scratchy, just have the person unplug their USB microphone and plug it right back in, and the problem is solved. Ashley, That's how's so your, weird. I know, right? How's your week going? How did your week go? <laughs> it's finally Friday, after all. It's been... I know, uh, but as I'm sure you know, when you work from home, every day is Friday. <laughs> I've been told that, but you know what? It's actually not the case. <laughs> you know, it's like I kind of this is the I kind of felt bad. My son kind of made me. My youngest son made me feel bad uh, a couple of weeks ago. I may have mentioned this, but um, he's like, "Well, older brother is going to school. I'm going to school. Mom's going to work, and Dad, you're staying home." And I was just like, ugh, you make me feel like I'm not a contributing member of society when, when you say things like that. You're like, I know this is a really abstract idea from you, but. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he was just like, like, I'm you not know, just sitting here eating cheetah. Right. And I had to say, hey, dad works from home. Now he's kind of changed it a little bit. He goes, he'll say, dad stays at home. And then he'll pause for a little and he goes, dad works at home. <laughs> so I don't know if that's better or not. But yes, it seems like every day is wear your underpants and nothing else around the house day. Except on yeah. Fridays when we're doing a live stream. What uh Yay! what current what big yeah, projects grown up close. what big projects are you guys uh working on right now? Or are you working on right now? Uh well uh Supergirl and Agent Carter review shows. Yep. And you find those at Jason's major spoilers. doing uh Legends. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um and then we're working on a play right now actually. Oh cool. So that's the that's the big thing. But tonight I'm going to go see William Shatner's live show here in Los Angeles. Oh, neat. And what is that? What is that show? Is that a retrospective thing of his life or is he reading from a play or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's called William Shatner's World and You Just Live in It. So there's ah, a good cool. chance it's going to be terrible, but I'm oh. very much looking forward to it. Yeah, but it's William <laughs> Shatner and it's a lot of fun. So I, I bet it's I bet it's a lot of tongue in cheek stuff. He seems to he seems to be somebody who understands that people make fun of him and instead of getting angry and upset about it like a lot of people would he's just like you know what i'm just gonna roll with the punches and have fun with it i think he's coming to that you yeah, know because yeah. it's been like such a big part of his like i see how that would be frustrating but you really have to admire that it's like yeah why not just embrace it mm -hmm. yeah and i think he's 
I think people have warm up to him a lot better now that he he does that when he knows that he's not a great singer and yet he's works with all these other mu- musicians and performers to create a whole album um, that was just <laughs> wonderful and brilliant by the way um, you gotta you gotta give the guy some props so you gotta admire him for doing it yeah for sure yeah 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 seven eight five seven two seven one nine three nine the phone lines are open we want to hear from you we've also got a lot of people in the uh, chat room today Jarmo is there Jess the Red Matthew Bach. Uh, Olin is there again. I know Olin has tried to call in before. Um, it's probably my yes. fault why it didn't work. <laughs> no, no, that no. Well, it's actually it's actually another Skype problem. To be honest, um, when we try to set up multiple conversations with Skype, it will either let you start a Skype conversation with a Skype person and then add other Skype people. But if you start a Skype conversation and then try to add people calling in from a phone. It doesn't like that very much. So what you actually have to do is call the phone number first, then add the Skype people to it. It's it's stupid, <laughs> to be honest it's with like, you. It's like it's not like that's convoluted at all. I know. It's I wish you know there has to be. There was actually a company not too long ago. Um, I think it's I think it was bought out, maybe by Skype. I forget. I'd have to go back through my email. But I was looking for a way to have really clear, clean uh, phone connections where we could record everybody's voice track on a separate track so that when we're doing a mm-hmm. uh, critical hit, everybody can have their own line essentially that they call into. And I found a company that did it and they were like, I contact them and said, here's what I'm trying to do. It sounds like your company's doing it. I really want to try you out. And they're like, yes, 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 yes. Let us know when you're ready to roll this out. And then it was like August and I contact them and said, Hey, ready to do this. And they're like, we were just bought out and we're closing down our system in 30 days. And I was like, oh. I, so I guess it's better that, you didn't wind up going with them and it didn't fall through. Yeah, it, it did force us to go and find a different solution for recording that. But it was it was a pain in the yeah. butt. And in the process, I did find there are some solutions out there for people that are doing this where you can have multiple instances of Skype open at the same time. And then you can use um, some routing softwares um, to send it to the right place. Problem is, this was all working in the previous version of the Mac OS. But when yeah. I upgraded over the holiday to this new system that could handle the stream without, you know, overloading itself, guess what? It doesn't work under the new system anymore. So once again, <laughs> it seems like every because what I'd love to have is have you on your channel right here mm-hmm. so that we could see you all the time and then have a caller call in on a separate channel and have that feed through without having to have a separate outboard, uh, without having a separate computer, without having separate outboard audio boards and those kinds of things, because that just complicates things. I also uh, think that if Google Hangouts could like get their their nonsense together, like that would be the ideal way to do it because it's yeah. connected into like your Gmail contacts, right, and that's right, super right. great. Yeah. But every time I try it, it's even worse than Skype. Yeah, I've I've thought about doing some Google Hangouts. In fact, I did a Google Hangout a couple of weeks ago, and um, just I don't like when people. You know, if you don't have it, you can only have a limited number of people in the chat at the same time. So it's not like someone can call and then say what they want to say and then you can drop them off. It's like mm-hmm. they're kind of in the channel until either they decide to go away or you bump them off. And I feel like that's sometimes rude, but whatever. Yeah, but you're like, but sorry, bye. I know, I know. <laughs> Olin says, I would try to call, but I have a really bad cold this week. I'm sorry. Seems like uh, this is the perfect time of year to get colds. Get get it out of the way before Valentine's Day. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> or unless your significant other doesn't care if you get uh, get sick or anything. So yeah, that's true. 
I wanted to talk some spoilers for a moment. So if everyone has not watched this week's episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow, you go might want to eh, go away for a little bit. <laughs> so what do you think of part two of the pilot, Ashley? Um, I don't think it was as strong as part one yeah. story-wise. And I didn't quite understand why we had to leave Rip Hunter out of the action. But the show moves so quickly that I almost don't care. Yeah. I, I, I actually like this episode almost as much as I like the first episode, which they're all part of the same episode. Yeah. But what I liked is that the team was split up and go and do their thing. So Heat Wave and the Atom and Captain Cold all went to go get this uh, Egyptian dagger. Then you had Dr. Stein and um, Jason and um, White Canary go and try to find this tracking device at the university where they met up with the young Martin Stein in 1975. And um, I, th I really like that part of the story a lot. I thought it really had some dynamics. And then at the same time, Hawkman and Hawk, Hawk Girl are trying to figure out what the inscription says on this ancient dagger that they've gone out to to track. And so I like that everybody had something to do in this episode, except Rip Hunter seems like he just steps in whenever he needs to give some exposition, and then he just retreats somewhere that nobody knows. Yeah, he's kind of a wet blanket in this episode. Yeah. The other thing that was really weird is this episode takes place in two locations. One is in Russia, and the other one is in Ivy Town. Uh, yeah, which yeah. is where the university is that Martin Stein is. And yet they're supposedly in Russia. And then Rip Hunter goes, Dr. Stein, I want to show you something. And then they're walking out and they're in Ivy Town. So I don't know how they're jumping from a location to location so quickly. Uh, obviously don't editing. Worry but about it. I know I shouldn't. <laughs> but but that was the one thing that that bothered me the most about the episode. Well, maybe one of the things that bothered me the most about the episode. Um, in the episode, and here comes the spoiler part, Hawk Girl and Hawkman have a throwdown with Vandal Savage, and Vandal Savage kills Hawkman. He does. Dead. Mm-hmm. And what was your reaction to that? You're, you kind of don't like the, the way the actor uh, does his no, performance. No, I, I really like him. I don't have any time for Hawk Girl. I oh, think oh, okay. she's just garbage. Um. So I immediately went to IMDb to see how permanent that death was going to be because that's a character who reincarnates. <laughs> well, but here's the thing. Here's what um, Clemmer, who is one of the uh, showrunners, I believe, of the show, he said in an interview with Collider that no, Hawkman is dead. The only way that Hawkman can come back is if Hawkgirl also dies. They can only reincarnate together if they're both dead. However, and here's where IMDb yeah. comes in is that he said he knows for sure this in the interview he says i know for sure in episode four hawkman is back in a flashback sequence where he's teaching hawk girl about stuff she now remember if you remember at the end of the episode uh she was like oh i suddenly remember everything and i know why i love him and ah you know she's having this breakdown yeah. but now that she's unlocked the code all of her interactions with hawkman are going to be in the past or maybe in the future if there's a reincarnation part well, I'll just say that based on IMDb, um, I know that he's in more than just the fourth episode. Yeah, the the one thing I think I think we're gonna go and get a future version of him, and oh, he's yeah, gonna yeah. join, and he's gonna join the team again yes, or something, probably. something like that. I, I think you're right. I think it's a lot easier than just saying, "Well, he's dead. Let's go pluck him out from you know 20 weeks before he met you and yeah. and have that interaction <laughs> go on." I mean, that's that's the easy thing to do. Um, but yes, IMDb does have him listed for 20 episodes this season. It sure does. <laughs> but Matthew and I were talking about that this week on the Flashback podcast over at members.majorspoilers.com. Um, 
IMDb is is curated by a bunch of different people. You know, fan curation, uh, agent you, curation, you, assumption yeah, curation. You do have to have an IMDb Pro account mm -hmm. to edit it, um, and it is vetted. And you do have to state you're involved. Fans technically. And I'm sure people can get around it, but fans technically can't edit a project. It has to be someone who is connected with the project. And like if an they agent ask or you, something. An agent or, yeah, an actor or a PA or da 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 da, da. But, you know, I'm sure people have just been like, yeah, I'm a whatever. But well, the I'm, idea is, you know, it's supposed to be someone who's working on the project. I'm, I'm curious because what is stopping, you know, this is kind of a major reveal in the show this week that he's dead. Yeah, that some website sure did write about it five o'clock Pacific time. <laughs> yeah, and spoiled <laughs> it for everyone else. Yeah, yeah. Um, but here's the thing. What's preventing producers or somebody involved in the show from going over to IMDb and putting him mm. in all of these episodes as a let's throw everyone off? Is there anything that prevents that? That prevents uh, spoilers like that? No, there's not really. <laughs> I mean, not not with the not with the age and the way that like journalism is, you know, that we're living in. Mm -hmm. I I admire that they were able to get the headline. Hey, we killed off a main character in the second right, episode. Right. Uh, you know, like that's an interesting it's an interesting thing to do, and it it it's an interesting way to tell the story. But as soon as because I saw that headline, mm -hmm. you know, like that they'd killed off a main character, and I was like, oh, it's one of the hawks because they can come back. Right, right. You yeah, know? that makes sense. Right. But I mean, I don't know. Sarah died on Arrow, and now she's still working, so nothing's oh, yeah. too permanent in the Berlanti verse. Oh yeah, get him, get him to a to a Lazarus pit. Yeah, so. where's Tommy? Where's Tommy? <laughs> Let's go to the phone lines. Hi, who's this? Hey, this is Bill from Arlington. How are you guys doing? Hey, Bill, you sound hey. great on this phone call. Are you call? You're calling in on Skype? Uh, actually, I'm calling in on the iPhone, hands free, driving home from uh, wow. my first day of driving home from my first day of work. After a historic snowfall here in the D.C. area. Well, uh, congratulations on finding a new job or having a new job, right? <laughs> Second, congratulations on being able to drive home in the snow because I understand many parts of the city are still uh, blocked because of snow removal. Yeah, and on being safe. <laughs> and third, you got a fantastic sounding voice uh, coming in on this phone call. Oh, thank you. That's my uh, tweaked audio headphones. What can I say? Hey, see, everybody? Tweakedaudio.com. Use the checkout code MAJOR. 33% off the price. Shameless plug. Yep. What's uh, what's going on with you this week? What's on your mind? Nothing much. I just wanted to call and make sure you and Matthew were still talking after your last uh, Dueling Reviews. Actually, we talked about uh, this. <laughs> yeah, we talked about this on um, the Major Spoilers podcast this week uh, because a lot of that discussion led into this uh, thing that we discussed on the, this week's show about Rebirth, the Dan DiDio uh, and, and uh, Jim Lee announcement that came out this week. Um, or last week, I, actually, it was this time last week. I think they they sent it out on their Twitter. So yeah, that kind of led into our discussion. But oh yeah, everything's fine. Yeah, it's it's funny because I first discovered the Major Spoilers podcast about six years ago, in the middle of a snowstorm. I wanted something to entertain myself while I was shoveling snow, and it was I must have listened. It was the last that was during Snowmageddon. And oh yeah, yeah, Snowzilla. <laughs> I feel like you guys are old friends during Snowzilla. Snowzilla. <laughs> I'm I'm literally in two feet of snow trying to shovel out the car listening to you and Matthew saying, Mommy, Daddy, please stop fighting. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we all, we uh we will disagree at times. Matthew has different takes on it than I do, but uh 
Yeah, everything's now, cool. I, I, I love it. I appreciate the entertainment because it was a. I know this is probably not a big deal for, uh, you know, for Kansas or Canadian snowfalls, but uh, for for DC, this was this was pretty big business. Oh, it, my daughter's my daughter's school is still closed. Still closed, yeah. It's, here, it's here it's in Western Kansas. We're kind of at this. We're in the High Plains, uh, which is a little bit different than Eastern Kansas uh, that Ashley's been to where it's much more humid, much more moisture, and much more snowfall uh, this time of year. So um, we had snow a couple of weeks ago, and that was about four inches, and that was considered significant. Um, the most we've had in probably the last 12 years that I've lived here, or 15 years that I've lived here, we've had 10 inches in one drop, and that was the most we've ever had. Um, 20 years ago when I was a student here, there was one where we had two feet of snow in 24 hours, but... We rarely get that much moisture here, so yes, well, it would be it it'd be pretty crazy if we had the amounts that you got. It did give me the opportunity to uh, dig a little bit into Tale of Tallest Rabbit. So, oh, cool. yay. so Rodrigo, reading that with my daughter, mm -hmm. and uh, on the complete other side to finish watching Jessica Jones, which ah. I know you guys talked about a late last major spoiler spot. Now, hopefully, you didn't watch that with your daughter. No, <laughs> no, not even I didn't watch that one with my wife. That was. Uh, too, too, too brutal. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I, I know you all had differing thoughts, but uh, I did enjoy it. I thought it was a pretty good representation of of the comic. They did lean a little heavy on the purple. You're absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did notice that. And I'm not a film guy, I but it did jump out even at me. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I hate mentioning that to people because if they never paid attention to it, as soon as I tell them and they're halfway through the show, then that's all they focus on for the rest of the show. And then they curse and me. Yeah, and Ashley, I hope you never have to watch it again or spend another hour on it. Well, season, season two's two. coming, so. <laughs> but I appreciate that. It was dark. It really was, uh, you know, it was definitely not the feel-good series of the year. Mm -hmm. No. No. I'm rewatching Daredevil, so it's okay. And yeah. uh, Luke Cage is just around the corner, and uh, Luke Cage may come in November. There was a teaser image that Marvel sent out this week. Uh, that had Jessica Jones like case files, and mm -hmm. one of them, one of them was labeled Luke hyphen November. I'm so, sorry. I, uh, I dug just like you. I really dug my culture as uh, as there, as, uh, as Luke Cage. I thought he did a fantastic job. I'm really happy they cast who to me was an unknown because mm -hmm. I just thought it was great. I just thought he really came out of nowhere. It was like it was so amazing that he was that dynamic because. Oh, yeah. I think there too, they gave him some lines where you're like a, a lesser actor. It would have been a really bad line read. Mm -hmm. And I was just so impressed with him. Yeah. I feel that way about uh, Scott Bakula too on Star Trek Enterprise. You're like, oof, that's a weird line that you just made totally comprehensible. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Well, that's all I had, guys. No, I just wanted to call and say hello and uh, thanks, for, uh, thanks for keeping up the good work. All right. Thanks so much. Have a great Drive weekend. Safe. Drive safe. Be uh, uh, be uh, be careful wherever you're at. So there you go. Yeah, I'm looking at the IMDb page for um, for Mike Coulter. And I mean, he he was a working actor. It's not like he. Oh yeah, no, he's got know, a lot of stuff. Nowhere, no, he's but... got a lot of stuff on there. Um, it's just interesting how much he has, especially when it comes to um comic properties that are coming up. You know, obviously he's got Luke Cage in there which mm -hmm. IMDb has listed as coming out in 2016. The Defenders coming out in 2016, which would be, wow, if that happened. 
<laughs> like we get Luke Cage in November and then def- Defenders for Christmas. That'd that be awesome. would be that would be a heck of a Christmas present. Let me tell you. <laughs> Uh, I think they'd surprise a lot of people. I'm not familiar with this Agent X TV series from 2015. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, like the Deadpool character? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know what that's about. Um, But then then we've got, you know, he's been in The Good Wife and uh, Halo Nightfall as a voice actor. Or no, actually in the TV series. And a lot more. So yeah, he's got a really deep uh, resume there for acting. So he's good. He's good. he's, He's legit. He's also super tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you got to meet him? Have you met him? Yeah, I met him at the TCAs a couple weeks ago. And um, there's always the, if you want, at the end, they leave a little bit where if you want to come up and speak to people, you can, and get in whatever exclusive, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I just want to talk to my culture. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm 5'5", five, five, like I'm not super tall, but right. he's probably a good foot and change taller than I am. Oh, okay, cool. It's I was like, wow, cool. man, like you're just really big. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, I want to talk a little bit more about this. Um in this next week's Major Spoilers podcast. This next next week on Major Spoilers podcast, we have uh, a couple of interviews. We'll be talking with an animation historian, and we'll also be talking with Brian Clevenger again of Atomic Robo to kind of check Sweet. in with where everything has come uh, a year after um, them moving over to an online-only distribution model. But there was something that came out this week that had a lot of people talking, and that is Scooby-Doo Apocalypse. Oh, man. Are you excited think- about this or not? I'm so excited about it. Um, I love Scooby-Doo. I used to come home from school at lunch, and that's what we would watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still have on my desk right there, I have a, a little Velma action figure. And I thought that the artwork looked really, really cool. And I think that DC is maybe trying to lean kind of into the um, Afterlife with Archie model. Mm-hmm. I could, you know, if... if- that is how Scooby-Doo Apocalypse is being handled. If it's being approached like the Afterlife with Archie, I think it could be really, really interesting if they did. But with Afterlife with Archie, they kind of kept everyone on model, right? And yeah. this one has, you know, the thing that people are just like, oh, hell no about is a hipster Shaggy, which is, you know, I can understand the updating of, of Shaggy from um, Slacker, um, doper shaggy that we may have known (laughs) hippie shaggy from the 60s to a hipster today i can follow that i can follow that logic but um i love jim lee i love his art but unfortunately velma looks too much like fairchild i think she looks awesome (laughs) she does but she looks just like fairchild from gen 13 which he helped create and then a lot of people were kind of upset that velma looks to be like a much 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 younger girl i don't know i think they're just drawing her small Hmm. Um, but it's interesting that I think that's the take that everybody took. The thing that I really hope for is that, um, in was, what was the last Scooby-Doo cartoon? Mystery Inc. Yeah. Mystery Inc. I believe. Yeah. Um, I hope that they build on kind of the implied characteristics about Velma Mm -hmm. and introduce some more diversity that way. Mm -hmm. I think they're in a really neat position with what they're doing with that reboot to, you know, not only make it relevant, but diversify even amongst yeah. their like all white person cast. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I thought the image looked really cool. And then Howard Porter drew a Scooby-Doo yesterday. So yep. I was like, he's, I'm all on board. That's the one that he's working with. And and we know Howard Porter. Um, I don't know how you know him. I know him through Scott Johnson and everybody at the Nerdtacular and everything. Very he's, cool guy. He's, he's, he's friends with Jason. Oh, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> <They're>... <laughs> 
then there's also the um, Wacky Races is coming back, and they have at least of for the things. for the first. Well, it makes sense if you think about Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. To come to come in on this first uh, story arc or first issue, they're actually bringing in one of the people from Mad Max Fury Road to uh, help design the issue. So it looks very futuristic there. And then the other one, and this is the one that I am most excited about, is the uh, Johnny Quest Future Quest that has With Space has, Ghost, uh, Space Ghost, Johnny Quest, the Humanoids or the Inhumanoids. Uh, that is art by Doc Shaner, and I love Doc Shaner's art, and he has been fooling around with the Johnny Quest characters for years. You can go back into the Art Appreciation of the Moment archives and see his stuff. Um, it's always fantastic. So I am really excited to see how this one works. I'm hoping that it keeps the spirit of Johnny Quest. And again, nothing against Dynamite or Chris Roberson or anybody who's working on uh, Doc Savage, but when you modernize Doc Savage, you lose something in the translation. Mm -hmm. And if they try to futurize Johnny Quest too much, I think it's going to be like that animated uh, show from a couple of years ago that also was not very good. Johnny Quest 2000 or whatever it was. Yeah, Johnny Quest, though, I think um, of all the properties is the one that needs the most addressing as far as an update mm -hmm. goes. Because it has the original incarnation has some slightly racist things. Oh, yeah, not slightly. A lot uh, of racist things. Yeah. So I'm I'm really interested to see how they try to tackle that because there is something there's something to be said for even when your property is like steeped in its time period, there's something mm -hmm. to be said for it's like with James Bond, you know, like kind of a nod to where it came from and where it's grown to. Mm -hmm. And I think that could lead to some really, really interesting stories. Yeah. But I like that they're using that as the way to fold in some of their weirder properties as mm -hmm. well. Like mm -hmm. space ghost. <laughs> oh yeah. I think that's, I think it's really cool. Here's the question that I have though, about all of this. Uh, I mean, we'll talk more about this uh, next week on, on the major spoilers podcast. But on the Major Spoilers podcast this week, we we're talking about Rebirth. And one of the things I said is the Rebirth is up against a what looked to be like the curtains that you would have on a movie or something television related. Mm -hmm. Do you think Rebirth is this or do you think Rebirth is something else? Um, I think this might be a leg of it, but okay. I think it's probably going to be something to do with the larger universe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just interesting because Dan DiDio and Jim Lee are both all over this project in a number of different ways, the Hanna-Barbera yeah. uh, project. But when the article appeared on Entertainment Weekly, they didn't say anything about Rebirth. Um, so that's oh, why I was I was wondering if it was somehow related to that or not. So maybe our listeners have some uh, some ideas. 785-727-1939. Or if you are on Skype, just look for Stephen underscore Schleicher. And we would love to talk with you on this Friday. That's right. Uh, I have seen Venture Brothers, which is a humorous update of Johnny Quest. But if you, <laughs> I mean, if you're, if you were, I don't know, anywhere from the 1960s forward uh, until they stopped syndicating Johnny Quest, that was an awesome show to see, especially in some of the very first seasons where it was like heavy on the spy stuff and heavy on the um, adventure stuff. Um, but yeah, there were there were times where it became rather uncomfortable to to see their <laughs> their arch nemesis. Uh, uh, and also some of the things that they had said about Haji at, at multiple times uh, seem kind of out of place. So. I'm also, I also don't know if you can if you can keep that character's name anymore, really. Um, I don't know. That's that will be something to. I mean, you know, that's the, the thing is like name, how right? it is. It is. Um, but it's also like I don't know. It's that line where like in Huckleberry Finn, Joe's name is not Joe. Right. Right. But yeah. when you see a lot of updated play versions of it, we just call him Joe. Right. 
Right. Because that's the world that we but, live in. Now. You know, and oh, they really do that. That's interesting because the whole the whole thing about about that word mm-hmm. is there's that there's that whole piece by where um, Huckleberry Finn is saying, "Do I go and rescue my friend, or do I not?" And mm-hmm. he says, "If I go and rescue him, this is what they're going to call me, and so be it." And that's a huge defining moment for and to for him to use that word. Mm-hmm. Is really big and defining moment um, for Huckleberry Finn in his transition as a as a character. So, uh, how do they deal with that that particular scene? I just know that um, I've never done that show, but I know people who've been in either Big River or or the play specifically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Joe's usually a character in both of them. And if it is a show that is being marketed very heavily to like a school oh, yeah, or yeah. as like a, a children's experience, mm-hmm. they won't. They just don't say it. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing Big River like, man, a long time ago. Big River's awesome. I, it is. It is really good. I lived in Atlanta at the time, so um, yeah, uh, it's really good. I just remember seeing that as it was college performance. Really good. So, um, okay, you. I saw when I was talking about Barbie. We're super excited about Barbie. Oh my god, I'm so excited about Barbie. What, what is? Why is this awesome? I mean, I I know why it's awesome. I think most of our listeners know why it's awesome. But what makes you most excited about this? Um, I mean. I liked Barbie when I was a little kid and my parents did a really good job with my dolls in making sure that we had diversity. Like I Mm -hmm. had a black Barbie and I had like the tan in between color Barbie and I had the wheelchair Barbie. Mm -hmm. And like, so that was something that I always grew up with. And there's a certain point where when it's not, it's not good enough anymore to just change the color of the, of the doll's skin. Right. Right. Because you know, not all white people look like all black people or mm-hmm. all Hispanic people or all Asian people. Like the bone structure is is different, mm-hmm. um, you know, because of genetics. But not only that, like the way that the dolls are, it's different aesthetics, which I think is really important. It's different hairstyles. And it's yes. within like here's our African-American girls. There is color differences and there's a couple different Asian models. And mm-hmm. I, I know that psychologically it's really important for when you're growing up to have toys that look like you yep. and that represent you. And I think in a world that is shifting towards more like biracial children and, mm-hmm. you know, like for lack of a, a less delicate term, like mixed breeding right. among humanity, I think that that's really important. And then it's also a way to let kids from an early age kind of lean towards their own aesthetic because there's a, there's a doll with a fade cut. Like how cool yeah, is that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, she almost has the same hair as me. <laughs> we we only showed a small sampling of of all the Barbies. I mean, they're there's Time Magazine. Yeah, there's 27 of them out there now, and we only showed. I think I only showed about 10 of them uh, here. But if you go to Time.com, they or maybe even just Barbie.com, you can see all of them there. And I think I think it's kind of cool too because, um, you know, there unfortunately is that that uh, proportion aesthetic. That unfortunately, people have this ideal of, oh, Barbie was this, and so all women must look like this. And unfortunately, when you look at um, the adult film industry, too many of them try to make themselves look like Barbie, and it doesn't work. And of course, people who are watching that that then influences again their notion of what sex and sexuality should be, mm-hmm. and it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't work, uh, and creates bigger problems in the end. So I'm really glad that Mattel decided to do this. Uh, with their Barbie dolls. I knew they had done um, different uh, skin tones and hairstyles uh, last year, but now to have different shapes and actually more realistic 
shapes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they still sell the classic Barbie or how she's going to handle all of this. Um, I'm assuming but... she's still going to be a huge part of the line. Like, yeah, let's yeah. not let's not give them too much credit. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, but yeah, someone says, uh, Olin says it's, it's a huge leap forward. It's taken long enough. Uh, it's 2016. And um, an article, and I don't know if it was a Time Magazine article or another article uh, that I was reading today uh, about the announcement, about the news. It said, and, and we can see this with the Star Wars toys as well. It takes the toy industry is one of the slowest to adopt to change. I mean, they kept Ray out of and yeah, look at all Ray. The, I mean, all the giant packs of toys. Like you're going to tell me that a random stormtrooper with the orange shoulder piece is more important than the protagonist? Yeah. Now I'll you know I'll admit whenever I went on that Friday, that Star Wars Friday or Star Wars Toy Day, there were mm -hmm. a lot of Ray figures mixed in with the stuff. But when you look at like expansion packs that had, um, you know, like six in one, there was no Ray figure there. Exactly. Um, but if you wanted the BB-8 figure in that six-inch scale, you had to buy the Ray figure in order yeah. to get that. So, um, you know, there were a lot of Ray figures, but when you look at other toys and people are like, where is Ray in this? Or where is Ray in this set? Or where is Ray here? And well, it's just not like, included. Where is Gamora? Where is Black Widow? She's not even on the boys' clothing merchandise. Right, right. And my kids, frankly, don't care. I mean, they, uh, the youngest loves playing with Poison Ivy in the Disney Infinity stuff. Awesome. Because <laughs> she shoots those little darts out and hits Mason and drives Mason <laughs> up the wall because Mason's like, knock it off. Now, granted, you could do that with other toys, but he just likes the little uh, darts that shoot out of her hand and uh, and kills his older brother. So, you know, there's some good stuff there. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of really excited about this and, and hope that uh, that we see these on the on the shelves and not just one or two of them on the shelves amidst all the other Barbies out there. Yeah, so. that'll be the interesting thing when it launches, A, to see if there's a big buying frenzy, mm -hmm. um, and then to see, yeah, what, what the percentage is going to be to, like, the classic mm -hmm. Barbie model. Yeah, another, I think it was the Time Magazine article was talking about how, you know, granted, as Olin said, this is 2016, why is it taking them so long? Well, sales are starting to finally suffer. And when uh, sales start to suffer, you yeah. need to look at other ways to make money. And if they see that there is an untapped uh, wallet or pocketbook out there, uh, they're going to try to reach into it as quickly as they can. So in this case, even though the industry moves very slowly, the fact, that, moving. The fact that they finally re realize that there's another economic uh, group out there to get money from, they're going to move on to that. Here's Have my you... fear. Here's, here's my fear, though. Go sure. ahead with what you were going to say. I was going to say, have you, there's a video of a lady who she takes the Bratz dolls, mm -hmm. which are very like, hyper, yeah, and she makes them look like normal girls. And you're like, oh, my God, they're so much better this way. Yes, I know. And I don't, <laughs> I've never understood the Bratz dolls. I don't understand those Halloween, uh, whatever the Halloween high school thing oh, is. Oh, yeah, Monster High. Monster High. I don't understand those. But, yes, if, if you guys have not seen this, I thought we'd put that up on major spoilers, but I'm, I know you can find it on YouTube. But it's a woman who takes these brat dolls that have been tossed aside and she essentially takes paint thinner and strips off all the, the makeup on them and gives them natural eyes, natural looking uh, complexions, and they look radically different. And the and she sells them or I don't know if she sells them or gives them away. I don't know what the deal is. She, she's got an Etsy store, I believe. Mm -hmm. But um, she can't make them fast enough because kids love these so much. There was another, there was a Kickstarter that I had supported not too long ago. It's by the same people who um, make ugly dolls. 
And oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had a, it's, it was like a realistic girl, and I forget what her name was, and my mouse is not working, I would go look. Uh, but they had a great campaign where it was this girl who was all about uh, science and exploring and game design and coding and all this stuff. And it was like a 10-inch figure. It was a, a fairly large size figure. It came with normal clothes, normal proportions for the girl. And uh, I was like, I've got to have one of these just because this is such a, a cute design, such a, a lasting design. But um, um, unfortunately, they didn't get enough sales. Oh, they didn't get no. enough on the on the Kickstarter for it to succeed. And I was really disappointed in that. I don't I can't find it right off the top because um, it has failed. It failed about a month ago. But I'm if, waiting for the faith action figure to be made and I'll buy <laughs> 10 of them. Well, so do you think that I mean, when we look at that. Faith seems to be one of these early characters that does have a, sometimes a more realistic body proportion mm -hmm. beyond the the supermodel body proportion. Um, do you think now with the success of Faith, which is already going into, a, I think, a third reprinting? Yep. Um, are we going to see more of those type body types in other books? Are we going to see a more curvy heroine or hero in, mm -hmm. in the Avengers or in Spider-Man or anything like that? I hope so and i think it's going to happen for women faster than it's going to happen for men because we're screaming about it a little bit more mm. um but it's not even that it has to be like uh, a curvy girl or someone who's overweight it's it's uh, for me it's more about the diversity of body types because okay. there are like i know those girls who are like super skinny and it's it's not because they're dieting all like that's just the way they are. Mm -hmm. And I think that, again, it's that thing like about little kids, like you want something that looks like you. Right. And when the average weight of a woman in the United States is 160 pounds and she's five foot four, that's not a supermodel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that like demographics like that are worth looking at as well. But it's also I also get that when you're marketing, you know, Barbie, whether or not I buy a Barbie doll is moot because it's a it's a company and it's a product that's marketed to children. And when you're working in the shadow of a Disney princess, mm -hmm. um, I understand that that is tough as well, because that's the market that you're feeding to begin with. Yeah. Here's here's a picture. I know you can't see it, Ashley, but uh, here's the picture of the Unidoll and Kitty. It's from B uh, Dream Big Friends. And I just thought that this figure was great. Uh, I thought it was um, I thought it was really cool. And I like that they were trying to explore her in different environments and doing different things and just seemed like a really neat, uh, here, here's Yuna's characteristics, to uh, dream big, to one day establish her own commercial rocket company. Uh, big love, rockets, photography, painting, and drawing. Big moves. This summer her art will be featured in a group show at the Giant Robot Gallery. Uh, and I just, I like the, her favorite music is K-pop. Uh, so um, it's a shame that that <laughs> one failed, but I'm hoping that they, they bring that back uh, in the near future. So maybe you can go over to dreambigfriends.com and see if they have any uh, updates on this on this figure. So I'm trying to look it up. Yeah. 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 And I think my mouse is about to die. So we better get onto a shot that's a little bit more important. Uh, Just the Red says, I love the Barbie update, if only for the psychological effect on little girls and the damage that forcing 50s ideals upon generations of girls. Also, yay, diversity. I yay. agree. I agree. And uh, listeners, we'd love to hear from you. 785-727-1939, or you can call us on the Skype line, Stephen underscore Schleicher. And here we have a call. See, all you have to do is ask, and uh, someone will answer, maybe. Oh, mouse, come here. Here we go. Hi, who's this? Hey, guys, it's Nato. How's it going? Hey, man. What's going on, Nate? Hey, what's up? 
nothing, doing a little PTA, doing a little driving. Um, happy that it's not storming and tornadoing again this week. Yeah, definitely. We we had uh, we had actually another what two days ago. It rained for basically two days straight. <laughs> and it, another tornado hit too, and basically picked up a tractor trailer and threw it across. I saw a that. Building or something. I did see that on the news. I saw that, uh, and then uh, somebody. Um, Another podcaster friend that I know, all of his um, uh, solar panels on his house it just were peeled away. By, and yeah. just, you, he showed the picture, and it's just like they were curved up and peeled away like someone peeled a banana on his house. And That's uh, nuts. all because of the, of the storm, yeah. Florida is dangerous. <laughs> well, for many reasons, so, but yes, the weather is yeah. one of them. <laughs> so the, uh, the whole Barbie action figure line and stuff my my two cents about it is my daughter now granted i've you know encouraged her to watch certain comic book type things mm-hmm. but her nature is she if there was more of that out there um for you know female characters and stuff i'd be snatching that stuff up left and right for her Mm-hmm. And as it is, she's buying like you know. Hey, do you want this? You know, to see Princess, or do you want Wolverine? I right. want Wolverine. Right. Okay. There you go. Oh, DC so. Superhero Girls is made just for her. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. But what, is there a toy line associated with that? Because I have oh, not seen yes, anything. There are. I have and... not. I routine. I try to make a habit of trying to go down the quote unquote girls' toy aisle at uh, least not, once a it's month. It's not out yet. Oh, okay. Um, there were. Uh, let me see if I can find pictures, but they were at um, San were... Diego, uh, New York Comic Con, rather, and okay. they're like Barbie-sized dolls. Okay. They oh, look cool. awesome. I think they're going to come out in the fall tandem with the show. Ah, okay. Well, we've been running a lot of the little shorts up on uh, the website. I'm so excited. And, uh, yeah, that does look really <laughs> exciting. No, I agree with you. I, I think there would, if there were more products, people would buy them. I mean, it's just dumb to think that you can shut out 50% of your potential audience for comic books, for toys, yeah. whatever, just because you don't think girls are into superheroes or boys won't buy a girl toy, a quote-unquote girl toy. And I'll tell you one thing, though. Like, I've gone to different events and STEM events and, and mm-hmm. um, science and stuff, and I tell you, I'll wear my, like, my Doctor Who shirt or I'll wear some other, you know, comic book thing. And I'm telling you, every single, you know, female that's there is, oh, my God, that's a cool shirt. Oh, my gosh, that's so neat. Mm-hmm. Or... They're wearing like similar stuff to me, so I don't know what marketing they're looking at, but I don't see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I think there's like you said, there's a market out there for for you know I hate to say female audience, but you know even for dads to buy stuff for for kids or boys or whatever, you know it's just stuff's there needs to be made. Oh man, these action figures that I'm showing right now, holy crap! These are good sculpts. These are really nice toys i'm looking yeah. at the supergirl one right now that is a that's a good toy i yep. saw them and i was like where can i buy these right now and they're like you can't and i was like please <laughs> let me buy them right now well, i know my <laughs> wife will be all over the wonder woman one she'll probably want to get i mean she likes she likes wonder woman and batgirl a lot i'm gonna bet she's gonna take a look at this supergirl action figure and want she's probably gonna want all of these and they even they're have doing, a uh, they're doing Bumblebee novels one. as well which i think is cool yep I'll have to probably buy them all. So, because I can't watch, I can I, I can't even watch Supergirl unless my daughter's with me now. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. So, but the only other thing I want to bring up is, um, 
I don't know if, if you're following him or not, but Matthew Wood, who is uh, basically, I guess he's like the sound editing chief or some weird thing like that for Skywalker Sound. Mm-hmm. He actually posted a, um, a list of all the cameo roles for voice roles that were done in oh, yeah. mm-hmm. The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of neat because he actually does the voice of Grievous and right, the droids right. and stuff. So um, I just thought that was kind of neat of all the all the different stars and the different people that just did cameo voice roles for all that stuff. I thought it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I like Daniel Craig's a lot. <laughs> yeah. And once you yeah. find out that it's him, it's like, holy cow. And it, and the cool thing is he's just like, I just wanted to do it just so I could be in it. It wasn't for any kind of you know special thing. It's just because he was a Star Wars fan. Yeah. But it's yeah. also cool that uh, that they were open to that and that they celebrated that. Mm-hmm. Yes. But other than that, that's uh, that's pretty much my week. So, um, but uh, oh, and actually, congratulations on finalizing the the redshirt diaries. I haven't watched the final episode yet, but I just want to say thanks for putting it out there, and thanks a lot for for doing it. And at least we have thirty episodes to keep watching and watching and watching until you know you make your billions of dollars, and then like you know, <laughs> the cute little side project you do It's like, oh, you know, why don't we do this again? Yeah, yeah. thank you. That means a lot. Because everyone's giving me grief about it. Oh, I can't. oh God, no! I, I never, I've never understood that when someone creates something and does all this hard work and does a why. I mean, unless it's you know, I, I don't know. I mean, heck, I love Hudson Hawk and everyone hates that movie. So I guess I'm you know, he's <laughs> in the high of the beholder. But I appreciate because God knows I can't do anything as creative like that. So I appreciate all the hard work you guys did and. I've enjoyed every single episode and hopefully the last one soon. Thank you. Excellent. Yeah, someone someone wrote us an essay about how this was our seminal work and we shouldn't be foolish enough to stop doing it. That's my favorite one so far. Well, I mean, that's certainly positive, but... Uh... <laughs> and I was like, thank you? <laughs> <laughs> but you guys are young and have so much so far to go, so I wouldn't I think that... I guess not, though. <laughs> you've, got, you've got mountains to climb still. <laughs> no, that's it. We've peaked. <laughs> Well, you guys have a good weekend. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Be thanks, safe. Mate. Bye. Yeah, bye. Uh, yeah, I mean, Richard Diaries did wrap up. It is kind of sad. I, I I did like that you ended on a humorous note, uh, darkly humorous <laughs> note. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was it was really good, and I can't wait to see what you guys uh, do with that next. Thank uh, you. Providing you don't get uh, sued by anybody. I think we'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not worried. Um, let's see. What else is going on that you wanted to talk about? Um, uh, DC dropped their new Justice League show announcement. Oh, right. The uh, what, When is that? Justice League action. Justice League action. I don't think they sent me that. Um... No, but I put it up. <laughs> oh, did you? Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. That's okay. Now I'm looking at the image. <laughs> now that I'm looking at the image, I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that image was up there. And I, for some reason, I thought it was... Uh, tied back into the Justice League thing. So what is Justice League action about? Um, it's They've just announced that it's going to be their newest show on Cartoon Network, and it seems like... Uh, I think I think there's a quote in there that they are trying to do more with Justice League, like what they did with Brave and the Bold and mm. Teen Titans Go. Mm-hmm. So keep it kind of more fun and less... Mm-hmm. They did, they're like, we did the dark thing already. Um, but it has Kevin Conroy's returning as Batman, Mark Hamill's returning wow. as the Joker, Dietrich Bader's coming on as Booster Gold... So I'm excited for it. Wow, that sounds great. When does this launch? 
Uh, I think it launches in the fall. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, but Dis- I, I also think because they're waiting for that, they, they should have a cartoon before the Justice League movie comes out. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. It, it's interesting because, you know, DC had announced that, you know, or Disney had announced we're bringing back DuckTales and we're bringing back Darkwing Duck and we're bringing back... Haven't seen any of those drop yet. And that was yeah. like a year ago that they announced it and we are still have not seen anything. I think they said maybe 2017, but it seems like why would you announce something two years ahead of time unless it was to... I don't know, stir up toy companies to start pitching new ideas or something. I don't know, but I also think it's weird if you're Disney and mm-hmm. you own Marvel that you're going to do Darkwing Duck, which is essentially Batman. Well, but Darkwing Duck was was Disney's uh, version of the shadow and, and all oh, of that, that yeah, stuff yeah, from back yeah. in the day. So it makes sense for them to con- kind of continue on to that. Well, and, and he's massively popular, of course, but yeah, the characters are definitely massively popular. I remember when that I remember when that show first was on the air. I was in college. <laughs> it was great. Um, yeah, there is something. Here's a rumor. This is the uh, this is the only time I really like talking about rumors. And I, it makes a lot of sense. I heard from somebody who's kind of in the know mm-hmm. that we may be hearing about a certain house of mouse buying a certain toy company before the end of the year. Oh, interesting. And it makes sense whenever you find out, I mean, if you know, I mean, it's Disney buying Hasbro, but that makes total sense because who's making all the Disney toys right now? Yeah. Who's making all the Star Wars toys? Hasbro. Who's been, but which toy company has been trying to launch movie franchises unsuccessfully? Hasbro. Hasbro. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Uh, That Stretch Armstrong. Isn't Stretch Armstrong Hasbro? Um, yeah, I think so. Stretch Armstrong, that movie had been, I mean, if you go back into the archives at Major Spoilers, I believe that story was like 2011, 2012 that they were starting to pr- produce on that. And now it looks like finally Netflix is going to maybe take it over. But yeah, Hasbro, know, has not been, <laughs> Hasbro has not been good on the front when it comes to um, when it comes to spinning off some of their property type stuff. It's usually through like, I don't think they do My Little Pony, but it's through acquisitions like that where they seem to be making their money. Of course, the big thing that Matthew in the chat might be wanting to pay attention on that is who owns Wizards of the Coast? Hasbro. Oh. Who owns the When's Ouija that board? movie coming? <laughs> well, I mean, look, look let's, let's just say that Warcraft does really, really well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Blizzard Entertainment doesn't maybe not want to work with Disney and they're happy with Legendary. Makes sense to have a whole different universe that you can explore, and also with magic, a whole other universe to explore uh, with those kind of characters. So that is a rumor that I heard. I'm going to say that it's a rumor, but it was from someone who is kind of involved in some stuff um, mm-hmm. that was working with um, with somebody, and it was passed along to me. I was like, well, that's certainly interesting. And if they do it, they will make the announcement at the end of the year. They won't make it at the beginning of the year. So, Yeah, probably. That is that would be very interesting though. Is it even legal for Disney to own Hasbro? Jarmo was asking. Of course it is. I d- yeah. Why would why wouldn't it be? It would. It's not. It's not. Um, I mean, certainly from the stockholder shareholder standpoint, they would have to go through any kind of is this uh, stifling creativity? Is this forcing any other businesses out? Well, uh, and you in this case, you can't create a monopoly. And yeah, they're not creating a toy monopoly um, any more so than they've created a movie monopoly because you still have Mattel and Lego. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know who owns Fisher Price, um, but you know, as long as you as long as you have a lot of other toy companies manufacturing stuff, it's not going to be a it's not going to be a big deal. In fact, if it is true, you probably ought to buy your Hasbro stock now. 
Yeah, for real though. <laughs> yeah, because if that if that happens, this is going to be a a big big to do, and it's going to be it's going to be a several billion dollar acquisition. Is going to be my guess. So, rumor only rumor. Yeah, unequivocally let's, let's speculate that. <laughs> about something that might not ever happen. So, do not take investing advice from me or from Ashley or from major spoilers in general. Yeah, so, really don't take it. Don't take it from me. <laughs> but it is odd that sometimes we will ruminate or speculate about things and suddenly it happens yes like the my my desire to have the turtle on the flash and suddenly the turtle is there and i was kind of disappointed with uh his fate so was i a man i wish they would stop killing because here's the problem you can only have a you have a finite number of villains that you can have that have any ties to the comics but again most tv audiences don't care about the comics but when you kill these characters off you are wasting potential future storylines. You're also like Freak of the Week is not the way we tell stories well, anymore. Supernatural's been on for 11 years. I just like to pretend that show doesn't exist. <laughs> Smallville went on for eight years or something like that. That's so, true. I mean, Freak of the Week kind of is the, the name of the game for a lot of these shows. But I think reoccurring Freak of the Week, building yeah. up a rogues gallery, not just mm -hmm. waiting to spin them off onto another show. But building up a gallery of people that can come back time and time again, and I don't care if DC wants to go in and have a character falling down off the cliff and say, Flash, I will be back to get you! Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, falling into the river below. I don't care if they do something like that, but they need to stop killing off these characters week after week because Barry's a murderer, right? Yeah. I mean, I when you think, think about it. Aaron Douglas is a really good actor, and you mm -hmm. they've kind of wasted him. Yeah, that I really loved his portrayal of the turtle. It was great. I also keep waiting for Pied Piper to come back, mm -hmm. because I thought he was just like, he took this really sort of lame character and made him very interesting. Yes. And he's just sitting in a cell somewhere doing stuff. Well, we don't even know if he's sitting in a cell. Did he not escape? He Didn't he escape with that uh, transfer, that prisoner transfer with uh, oh, Captain yeah, Cold? I think, he, I think he escaped, so... I mean, there got to be ways to bring these characters back and make them interesting. So I hope that they, they listen to that. Yeah, so, listen. <laughs> yeah, listen, listen. Um, yes, it's so much more fun, says Sierra, to have uh, villains return and have some new stories. It's also uh, a lot easier on the Catholic people. It is. <laughs> it is. I'm sure it is. I don't know. Is there something about a recurring character that changes the pricing structure of how actors get paid if you appear i think on tv more than five times then i think you get a bump i see well but i mean everyone on everyone on the cw is pretty much working for scale so it's not that much yeah all right <laughs> anything else you want to talk about this week we are basically out of time this week but is there anything you want to pitch or plug uh just geek history lesson we're doing edwin jarvis this week yes great uh, episode listen to it today all the recap shows that we do, you can find those on Majorspoilers.com. Yep. All right, Ashley, thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for joining us uh, this week for Finally Friday. If you didn't get a call in this week, then please make a point of calling in next week because although I love talking with Ashley all the time, we also enjoy talking with you just as much. So uh, tune in next week. Finally Friday will be here. I hope you will join us, too, when we finally get to Finally Friday. Take care, everyone. Have a great week. Bye.